0: As we enter the final three weeks of the NFL season, there's one thing that's yet to be settled, Leo. Which teams will battle it out in Miami for the Lombardi Trophy? The Beach Bums might still be living in the past, hoping it wasn't 7 degrees here in Syracuse and rather 65 in San
1: Diego, and that's why we can't overlook last week's divisional round drama.
0: That and our predictions coming up on episode 10 of the Beach Bums podcast. It's episode 10. We finally reached the double-digit mark. Wow. And in the NFL, four teams left. Only three weeks left. The conference championship, the Pro Bowl, and the Super Bowl. It feels so close. This has been a really, really good NFL season.
1: Especially good playoffs.
0: Yeah, and unpredictable. I think that's the the story of not just the season, but the playoffs. And it starts, obviously it started with the wild card round, but Mm -hmm. we talked about that in the last episode. If you haven't checked out our previous nine episodes, go check them out on all your your podcast apps. There's Mm -hmm. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify, everything. Go check it out. Um, And we have to talk about last week's divisional round drama. I mean, the first game of the day was Vikings against the Niners. The Niners win that one 27-10. In that game, I had the Niners. Did you pick the Vikings in that one? I did pick the Vikings. I remember that because Dalvin Cook had a really good game against... The Saints, Saints and Kirk Cousins did as well, so I wasn't really getting on you about that pick that much, because the Vikings played the Saints so well, and when you think about the Niners and the Saints, both prolific offenses, Mm -hmm. I wasn't really, you know, blaming you for taking a team that could show out in a divisional round, but they laid an egg in Santa Clara. There's nothing else you can say. I mean, Dalvin Cook... Nine carries eighteen yards, not even a touchdown. He averages four point yards per carry or four point five yards per carry, pardon me in in the regular season, and he rushed for two yards per carry. I mean, how do you Yikes. for a guy that you have to you know that's how you because with Kirk Cousins throws the ball so much, that's the one guy that you can throw out at any team, and he's almost like a Derrick Henry-esque player, where he's that's a true. big dude you don't really expect it because Kirk Cousins can sling the ball downfield, yep. and you give it to him nine times. The reason they beat the Saints, they gave it to him 28 times. What is your reasoning I don't, I for tell you. giving it to him 19 less times? I mean, these are both offenses that throw the ball a lot Mm -hmm. and have two quarterbacks that can sling it downfield and like to find the receivers. I don't understand what uh, Zimmer was thinking in that situation. Uh, Kirk Cousins didn't have a bad game. Uh, The biggest issue was the turnovers and Mm -hmm. the lack of scoring in the red zone. I mean, not even just in the red zone, but in their 11 drives. I mean, six of the 11 drives the Vikings had, they punted. And with this Niners team, they have such a good defense and an offense that can stay on the field for seven-minute drives that it's way too easy for guys like Jimmy Garoppolo, Tevin Coleman, and Mostert to really get it going and not allow the Vikings to score or get back on the field. Exactly. That's pretty much what that one-versus-six matchup was. What was it in your eyes? What did you see in Santa Clara?
1: I mean, I, I just really don't understand, like... Okay, I mean, you ran the ball 3 times less. that's what's sticking with me because I sat here last week and talked all about how Dalvin Cook could make could beat this team and we and you know, we were sitting here at the start of the wild card matchups when we picked them. But we had we had Saints in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, we're I'm going off the logic. Minnesota just beat the team that I had in I actually had them winning the Super Bowl that year from like in my own oh, I had them really? winning the Super okay. Bowl. So, they just beat them. The Niners and the Saints showed earlier in the regular season that they're basically the same team almost in an aspect of offense because yeah. they basically just shot, they went shot for shot that, that 48 game. That 46 game, yeah. It the, 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 the really just came down to who got the ball at the last moment, which was the Niners. That's really how they won that game. And you give it the, to him nine times. I watched you give the ball to him more than nine times in one drive against the Saints. Right. And I get it, okay, yeah. You're some of these games, they were down twenty four ten, twenty one ten. So you can't, you you want to not take as much time off the clock, so you don't give them the ball then. But you had three or four drives in the first half where you weren't down that much that you just tried to get go through the air. I mean, maybe Stefan Diggs actually got to the OC coordinate co- OC's head last week, complaining about not getting targeted, and could be and, yeah. and they changed the offensive plan. But it it just really hurt you in the end, and muffing that punt. They were down twenty one ten, yeah, and they muffed that punt at the latter half of the third quarter. And if if they if they just got the ball then maybe went down the s- dr- scored on the drive twenty one seventeen a whole quarter. that's a whole different game. The you muff you muffed that punt muff that punt. They kick even they kick the field goal is just so much harder so. Yeah, the Vikings really let me down. That was probably the like from a predictability standpoint, though, the most predictable game, hundred percent of, of that
0: game. One thing oh, you talked we, about with Dalvin Cook, I mean, he rushed for um, under ten carries mm. in three games this season. This is including the Niners game, and the Vikings were one and two in that span. Yeah. So when you're one and one giving the ball to Dalvin Cook under ten times, you'd think because you're a team with a winning record mm. that you would focus on the run game yeah. maybe a little more, but they didn't do that. And yeah. It. Still confuses me, but that's neither here nor there. The Niners are in the NFC Championship, and you talked about you had the Saints winning the Super Bowl, right? Yes. Well, I had the Baltimore Ravens beating the Saints in the Super Bowl because we had the Mm -hmm. same Super Bowl matchup, and uh, to quote Marlon Humphrey, the Ravens choked, and I mean, that's probably the most appropriate word. I don't know if I'd use that exact word as a player on that team, but as someone that's analyzing the game, I can. Uh, and it's the same formula as last year. They won the division and then lost in their first game in the playoffs. And this is a team that was pretty much destined for the Super Bowl. They won 12 straight games going into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They had every reason to, you know, to make it to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. Now, I'm going to ask you two questions, because okay. I feel like these need to be addressed before we go over what happened in the game and what happened with the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Maybe even also what the Titans did to the Ravens to win that game. Mm-hmm. First one is, does this taint Lamar's seller season at all?
1: Absolutely. From a standpoint of, if you're looking at the, his season as a complete hole, uh, there's no reason you can't say this doesn't taint it. I mean, I understand that, it, okay, I, it's, 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 it's interesting. He's he's the main guy on that team. He's the quarterback. You expect him to lead his team to a win. But at the there's so there's p- parts where you like, oh, this is Lamar's fault. He threw for two interceptions. You know, these are costly errors like that you can't make in a playoff Lost game. Lost to a fumble too. Lost a to fumble too. You can't make these type of errors in a playoff game. You can't have three turnovers in a playoff game you expect to win. You got to go from that standpoint. The off we are looking at more of his stats though. You, we know Lamar doesn't throw that much. I've never, we've never seen him throw 59 times. He threw 59 times. 365 yards is still a good stat line. He put a touchdown. He had a touchdown in. So it's not completely on him. I would argue if this game would be more on, his, on the defense than him. But peop, there's people on social media platforms like Twitter that are going into the debate, oh, he shouldn't win MVP now. Like He, he lost in his first playoff game. You know he, he choked in the playoff game. First of all, the MVP is a regular season award. So he is still the MVP in our in my eyes I'm assuming
0: your eyes yes, as well still yeah
1: but you know yes this is a stain to some degree on this season because you know he didn't win the Super Bowl
0: okay and one more question mm-hmm. so if the fans don't remember Ravens Steelers in week 17 mm-hmm. The Ravens rested all their guys. Yeah. At that point, they were 13-2. They ended up winning that game, which didn't really matter, but they held the number one seed going into week 17, already locked down home field advantage in the number one seed. Yep. They rested all their players. Didn't even play them a quarter or a half. They rested nope. all their players. These guys, before they stepped on the field for that divisional round matchup at home, the last time they played was week 16. That's three weeks. Yeah. That's a lot of time. Do you Do you believe in the idea that you rest players week 17 to avoid injury? Or do you think maybe play them a little bit so they have some momentum going into the playoffs?
1: Yeah, so um, my you know comparison season to this is, um, as much as I'd love to go back, I like going back to a 2017 Eagles. We had the division, we had the number one seed home field advantage locked down after week 16 because we beat the Raiders at home. So what we did was we, re- we played Nick Foles in our offense and our defense for a half. And yeah, uh, we even then we went into that game against Atlanta really flat footed. That was an ugly, ugly game for the offense. So I'm I'm completely the proponent that I will take the chance of an injury to play my guys in week 17 because yes, I get it. Okay, if if you <laughs> that is the worst nightmare for a team is if if the, your quarterback gets hurt in week 17 like that. But is it worth? Is it worth the? Is it worth injury or would you rather have the, rather have them just build up rust, which is arguably going to sc- might screw you over just as much going into the playoffs so i would be the advocate that you play them at at that point would, even a full like even the full game i don't know how many instances of playing a guy has ended up with a serious
0: injury for a team anyways off the top of my head so right. i don't see why not i completely yeah i completely agree with you at least a half you've got to these guys love to play football. That's mm-hmm. their job. And they want to be out there. And you're you're taking away from in a week just because you're looking forward to the playoffs. Yeah. Practicing for 3 weeks isn't or resting for 3 weeks isn't going to make that much of a difference mm-hmm. from resting for 2 weeks unless an injury happens. But in this situation, I mean they were on fire and then you hold him out of that game yeah. and Lamar Jackson just didn't look like Lamar Jackson. I mean, he did, but the interceptions, the small yeah. little mistakes, I mean, even that fumble. Yeah. Usually, Lamar Jackson would realize there's a guy right behind me when I'm trying to throw this ball, and he'd tuck it in and run. Mm-hmm. But I just think that he went away from his offense, and that was a big part of the Ravens. They got away from their game plan, in my opinion. I mean, mm-hmm. seven 100%. of the past eight games for Lamar Jackson, passer rating over 100. Of course, he is not a main that's not his you know his main component is the passing game it's the running game right yeah 100%. uh but seven of those last eight games the pass rating over 100 he had a pass rating of 63.2 he was flustered in the pocket flustered out of the pocket and he couldn't when he ran away from trouble it just he didn't look like the same quarterback because he was throwing the ball so much you mentioned it 59 times Never thought i understand I that. 20 carries 143 yards that's lamar jackson that's, lamar jackson. that's his game but unfortunately, you're telling Lamar Jackson you're throwing or running it seventy nine times in total. Can we have anyone else on this team do anything? Mark Ingram, a season low six carries. They ran the ball nine yeah. times, or the running backs ran the ball nine times who their name wasn't or for the people whose name wasn't Lamar Jackson. yeah, I mean twenty nine times on the ground, and twenty of them is your quarterback. You have to rely on multiple players on the field. And with Lamar Jackson, completion percentage under 60% for the second time all season, last time this happened, uh, the the Ravens lost the game to the Chiefs. So if you're expecting him to throw the ball a lot, he's not gonna be as accurate, and it's just not gonna end up well. Now let's move over to the Titans side of it because I feel like this is the game we can focus a lot on because the Titans are an interesting story. A team that we didn't know would make the playoffs. (laughs) They probably could have won the division, but everything with the Texans, then the Texans were like squeaking it out a couple of the weeks. But for the Titans, I mean, this Tannehill-Henry duo, even when Tannehill isn't throwing the ball, just handing the ball off to Henry is dangerous. Exactly, yeah, Yeah. I mean... He, I mean, I, I can't believe it.
1: Tanhill threw the ball fourteen times in this game, and he had two. Seven had completed two passes. He had seven completed passes, and they won this game handedly. Twenty-eight to twelve. Twenty-eight to twelve. And Derrick Henry's oh my god, King like, Henry. I we can crown him now, King I, Henry. He is King Henry. I mean, like, there, there are like few things, in, in the world that would get me to try and tackle him going full speed. <laughs> like, it's like there there are players
0: that are saying that like they that are saying like see Earl hitting, thomas yeah he was like, like one of those um uh, one of those things, like where the, you know, when you get like a car wash and the yeah. guy's like flap around, he just pushed him over, he went down. Like, it was, yeah, it's, it was embarrassing. Like, it's, hitting, it's like hitting a brick wall. I mean, 30 carries, 195 yards, and a passing. The dudes touchdown. threw a
1: touchdown, like Dontari Poe, and that, when, when he used to be the freight train, he threw right. that little one over. Like, yeah.
0: first they, they were having fun. Yeah, first player to have three straight games with over 30 carries and 180 yards. And let me just say one thing about that those were in three very pivotal games. To yeah. get into the playoffs, to get the divisional round, and to get to the AFC championship. <laughs> Arguably, the second one was to kill a dynasty. Exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, even against the Ravens, you killed a dynasty. You killed everyone's Super Bowl hopes. Yeah. And you made it into the playoffs. So what's stopping them? Honestly. Maybe I mean, we'll, we'll get into that. Maybe the Chiefs, but we'll get into that later. Yeah. Now. A tale of two quarters. I'm gonna have you explain this yes. one because you broke this all down, and that was the Texans versus Chiefs game. If anyone watched it, you can understand why we named it a tale of two quarters. Leo, break it down yeah, for this, us. This
1: this game could be, with enough money, could be turned into a, a freaking Hollywood movie. Like yeah. how this went. So you come, we come into the game. The Texans get the first; they get the ball first. We're in Arrowhead. It's Texans Chiefs. Every you know, everyone's thinking, oh Chiefs. This is like this is like 49ers Vikings, right? It's it's it, Chiefs are just gonna run with this. The Texans score a touchdown on the opening drive. We're like, okay, that's the Texans offense. Chiefs defense isn't that good. What happens to the Chiefs in the first quarter? This is everything. They had they were held to three three and outs, and the first punt they had from the game from their own 18 was blocked for a touchdown. So they're looking at 14 nothing already. Like right. not even that far into the first quarter. The Texans then score another field goal and touchdown. So the first quarter. It's twenty-four nothing Texans and Arrowhead, yeah. and everyone is like, "What is going on?" The Chiefs, well, the Chiefs' offense has completely fallen down. The Texans' offense is firing on all cylinders, and I, I also was sitting there twenty-four nothing after that field goal. I'm like, "Is it?" I'm like,
0: ta- "I'm asking people around me, is this game already over?" And it was actually the field goal. Actually, was early second quarter. Yeah, so yeah. The lead was twenty-four zero early second quarter, and I was thinking the exact. I was with my friend. I'm like, "It's going to be." Texans tight because the Titans, Titans game was already yeah. decided. I was like, "This could about to be a AFC South matchup." Yeah, yeah. And then and then and then, Andy Reid and
1: Patrick Holmes were like, "Hold on a minute. What are you guys? What are you guys saying here? Let's calm down for a second. They proceed to score four straight touchdowns in the second quarter. What, how? And you're thinking, "How are they able, able to get the ball four times?" Oh, it's because Bill O'Brien's an idiot.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. So first of all, Bill O'Brien, you have the ball in at the start of the second quarter. You're like fourth and two. Up twenty one nothing, and you could possibly go for it there I to maybe was, like was it
0: twenty four to oh you're twenty one when they kick the field goal Got so it, so
1: it's tw- they're on their own they're on the Chiefs twenty three it's fourth and two their offense is like firing and like I'm saying they're going this is the one that they, I could see them going for it just to like why not like get a bigger lead they kick the field goal they then get the ball back after the first time the Chiefs score a touchdown
0: yeah
1: they're on their own twenty eight on a fourth in like six. And they go for it. Well, but the,
0: no, that was the fake punt, wasn't it? No, no, they just oh, that yeah, was, was the fake, fake punt. That's yeah. what. So, it was, oh yeah, they did. They that faked was the, the punt. dumb. That's why I when you said Bill O'Brien, that was a dumb play. Yeah, yeah he faked the punt and uh, Sorensen literally just read the play. That's all yeah. he had to do. Tackled the um, the holder uh, that that was playing. You know that usually blocks for the kicker. Yeah. And next thing you know, Chiefs, Chiefs are the, business. They have the ball
1: inside the Texans' thirty, and I'm sitting there like, did Roger Goodell call Bill O'Brien and tell him to throw the game? <laughs> like, what is going? Like, well, that is the most boneheaded decision. So that's part of it. They even lost a fumble on the kickoff after the Chiefs scored off that that stupid punt. So it so and put them back in the red zone. Yeah. And, the, and you're not Patrick Mahomes is going to capitalize. Andy Reid is going to capitalize on every turnover you give him. So now we're at halftime and the Chiefs are back up 28-24 and I'm sitting there like what is going on and like and we're all, everyone's sitting, and we're all waiting for the second half what happens with the rest of the game oh the Chiefs just proceed to score three more touchdowns to make it seven touchdown drives in a row go up like 48 to 31 cuz the Texans got one touchdown back they kick a field goal to make it eight straight scoring drives the Texans do absolutely nothing but turn the ball over three times on downs, and the game finishes 51-31 Chiefs, Oof. which makes it look like you never would have thought it was 24 nothing Texans. Right. But it was 24 nothing Texans. I mean, if we're going to highlight some stats here, Patrick Mahomes, first thing, 23 for 35, eh, that's whatever. 321 yards, five touchdowns. Travis Kelsey, he's number one target in that game, 10 receptions, 134, three TDs.
0: That's a fantasy players dream if they could have the fantasy. That's a fantasy, you know, yeah. If there was fantasy Duel, football yeah, playoffs stack in right the game. actual playoffs. That's a wow. stack
1: and a half from the fantasy. But, but, yeah, this game, I mean, the, the Texans' offense looked pretty good. Like, Deshaun Watson looked really good. All the receivers looked really good. But it was just because of that first quarter. Yeah. Their stats were like, well, bu- and I don't, I mean, like, this game was just crazy. I know. I've never seen a coach. I've never seen someone coach a quarter so horribly in my entire entire life like that was just the most boneheaded move by Bill O'Brien and the funny thing is you can't fire him because he also coached you to a divisional round playoff game yeah so I don't know it was just that was one that was such a crazy game to have an outcome it was the craziest game to have a
0: predicted outcome agreed because I don't think I would have predicted that I I would have actually predicted the Seahawks Packers game which is the next game we're going to cover to maybe go this way if you know if Russell Wilson would be in like the shoes of, uh, um, of Patrick Mahomes because yeah. of the offense that he can produce. Even Aaron Rodgers, you never know. And yeah. We're going to talk yeah. about that game right now. Yeah. We had Seattle in Green Bay, and Seattle did not get that fourth win all-time in playoffs um, at Lambeau. Yeah. <laughs> and if you look at that final play, Jimmy Graham, it's controversial. But at the same time, if you look at the, the, uh, the first downs, the stick, yeah. Um, at the and uh, the at the sideline, the line, the yellow line that NBC puts on the screen was not matched up. It was actually about a half a yard short. And guess what? Everyone seeing
1: well, the yellow line was like half a yard long. I mean longer. Yeah, yeah. yeah, longer,
0: yeah. I'm yeah. saying it looked like Jimmy Graham was a half a yard short. Yeah. But he actually was right on the line. When I was watching it, I was like, "That's short. Everyone I want to see did, if yeah. I want to see if Russell Wilson can, you know." Pull off an amazing playoff drive, uh, you know, going to go into the NFC Championship. There was a lot of storylines that were taken away because of that ending. But if -hmm. you you look at the uh, if you look at where the actual first down marker was, it was a first down. Packers end up winning that game, and I don't think anyone's really complaining because either seeing Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers in the NFC Championship is great, not just for the teams and fans it's great for just the game of football 100%. two quarterbacks that that just they always show their prowess every single season and mm-hmm. represent the league well when you're talking about great quarterbacks and yeah. two quarterbacks that were probably second and third in MVP ranking when you talk about Lamar Jackson <laughs> winning the MVP this year uh, Seattle looked sluggish at the start, missed a field goal, only had a combined seven plays in their first two drives. And the Packers, they kept the ball, they kept scoring. Uh, three touchdowns in the first half. Um, all of those drives took four minutes at least, and that's something with the Packers. And it's 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 odd because you'd think it would just be with Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy, mm-hmm. but just Aaron Rodgers, he just embodies you know, keeping the ball and in cherishing possessions. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers has a unique ability of cherishing possessions. You won't see a lot of Aaron Rodgers possessions that are under three minutes. That's very true. Because he, you know, he knows how to, how to throw short passes, how to throw checkdowns, mm-hmm. and really extend plays and slow down that defense. He, What did he have? The Seahawks jumping off sides three, four times? Yeah. I mean, that hard count is... I was jumping off sides and I was watching I was watching the game. Yeah. <laughs> so the halftime score was twenty-one to seven in favor of the Packers. I think everyone knew at this point that Seattle would wake up, and mm-hmm. Seattle did. Two touchdowns on the first two drives of the second half. Game ended twenty-eight to twenty-three after uh Seattle punched in their third touchdown and missed that two-point uh attempt. And at that point it was pretty much over once Jimmy Graham crossed that first down yep. line kneeled the ball Aaron Rodgers in an NFC championship what did you see in this game Leo uh,
1: I mean uh, most of what you saw it was just it was interesting it was interesting for me like yeah like what you say like it's I people really undervalue how Aaron Rodgers game manages so well with because if you think about it, that first half I don't think the Seattle would have had such a low score if Aaron Rodgers didn't have those three touchdown drives it took so much time it took nearly a half of the a half of the half you know almost 15 minutes off the clock just those drives alone Mm -hmm. I mean the only time you really see Aaron Rodgers move quickly is when he has an under two minute drill and has to throw a hell Mary into the end zone yeah so I mean this was just a vintage Aaron Rodgers game for me I mean Devontae Adams he just looked like the Devontae Adams we've known forever he had eight receptions 160, 160 yards two touchdowns just you can They The Seattle defense we know is ranked so low. They're all. All their like rankings of the regular season were in the twenties. It was bound to happen in my eyes that De- Devontaebs De- had a breakout game. So I was happy to see that outcome. I picked it wrong too. You did pick it wrong. I, I did. Think.
0: I mean, we haven't had the best picks in the playoffs. No, we haven't. I think we're, we we're, were under both, 500. Both one for three in the first round. Were we? Two and two. Uh, I got Vikings wrong and the Ravens uh, wrong.
1: Ravens wrong. So and I yeah. got yeah,
0: and I got the uh, Seahawks wrong and the Ravens wrong. So again. we're both. So, we're, so both we're both three and five. Three and five. So um, as we move into our conference championship we predictions, we're pretty much saying that don't listen to no, us, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but. We'd have to go perfect to go over five hundred, you know that, right? Because there's only three games left. Right, we have to go perfect. This is tough. This is tough. This t- I mean, there's no forfeit. Thank God. I mean, we're both doing yep. so poorly. Uh, and as we move into the championship matchups, early game, I'm gonna start with you, Leo. Titans, Chiefs. Who do you have? Explain your reasoning. This is. Oh God. This is. This is it's, such a hard it's game. Such a hard game to pick. But here, go for it. Who do you have? Uh, I mean, uh, Chief,
1: both these teams are playing so hot. The Chiefs have won seven games in a row. First of all they and and, like, yeah, you could argue they look sluggish in that first quarter, but but just as sluggish as they looked in the quarter, we highlighted, man, did they look nigh unstoppable um, at, and home they, too. At, at home and they're at home, Arrowhead is like if we talk about Lambo' one of the hardest places to play football, and arrowhead's like in the top five in the conversation. The funny thing is every time I see Titans Chiefs, I think about that one post game in 2018, which, which was another scenario. I mean, it doesn't really apply too much to this game because it was Alex Smith. And, and, it, was, uh, and Mar- so it was Marcus Mariota. But t- I always remember that game because I remember watching live. That was the, uh, for, for anyone listening, that was the game where Marcus Mariota threw a, a touchdown pass to take the lead. It got deflected, and he caught it, yeah. and then stuck it into for the, well, I think that was the game-winning touchdown. Yeah, touched it that game. Then it went when the game 22-21. That was a shocking game. Most people thought, you know, that was when that was when the Chiefs are chokers in the playoffs narrative was didn't really, they start really, really nine to know that season? Yeah, they yeah. did. Was, and so that was the really big narrative. They actually were up nineteen nothing in the first half of that game. Oh no, no, they weren't we're up nineteen nothing.
0: Tennessee outscored. Oh, sorry, them yeah, 19-0. they were up twenty one to three. Which is actually worse. It's yeah, more yeah, it's yeah. worse. So
1: but anyways, that was a while ago. I just wanna throw that out for anyone thinking if they'd seen Titans Chiefs in a while. I mean, we've already been talking about it. This game is gonna be Mahomes and the offense. If this, this, first of all, this this should be an offensive game mm-hmm, in right, my eyes. But it's the it's the two different types of offense right. because the Chiefs are complete passing offense. Yeah. Like Damian Williams, we haven't heard of him doing anything. except maybe like a couple of one yard runs in some of these playoff. Games. They don't have, the have game. above a
0: five hundred rush, five hundred yard rusher.
1: Exactly. I mean, actually, last week in the Texans game, their leading rusher was Patrick Mahomes with eight carries for fifty three yards, which were just scrambles. Um, and then the other side, the Titans are just an unstoppable rush defense and rush think, offense. Rush offense, sorry. The thing I've been pushing with the Titans, and it's it's probably one of the arguably the best take I've had of the playoffs is that they their play style it makes it really really hard, like really hard for other offenses to even get on the field because. You just pound the ball with Derrick Henry, and we talked about Aaron Rodgers taking up so much time of possessions. He usually passes, which that's why it makes it creative, because he's a passer. Usually passing offenses don't take that much time of possession off the clock. But one thing rushing offenses do is because, you know, they'll always take time off the clock because you rarely go out of bounds. You know, there's no incompletions that stop the clock. If if they get the ball first and Derrick Henry just immediately goes down and scores a touchdown, the Titans have a comp- comp- competent passing defense Logan Ryan's like a top 5 cornerback this year in the league. If they stop them and then do another 6-minute drive and go score another touchdown, 14-nothing, that's how they beat the Ravens. So, that's why makes this game so tough. Do I stick to my narrative of the Titans have the better the better like play style, a play style that has been winning them games or do I pick Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and that high-flying offense? It's really really tough. And I'm going to stick with the Titans. You're going with the Titans. I'm gonna have the Titans in the Super Bowl because I wanna uh, I wanna pick an upset. I think I also think if we I think we we both thought we were gonna pick uh Chiefs Niners yeah. probably for these two games. So i to make it interesting. I, I don't Derrick Henry, man, it's just it's so crazy. And we if, if the Texans defense can stop I know it was just for one quarter, but the Texans def, if the Texans defense yeah. can hold the Chiefs like that for a little bit of time. Yeah. I think this Titans defense has the ability to do it. I know I know you're gonna pick the Chiefs. <laughs> I know you're gonna pick the Chiefs, but I have to I wanna stick to this narrative that I have that the Titans just have the, the superior game plan yeah. to win all these games. So you think Variable does. And that. also also we forgot to mention Chiefs don't have a rush defense. True. So Derek Henry's gonna have a big game. It's just I think it's just is is Patrick Mahomes gonna outshoot the Titans.
0: I think that is the exact narrative that I would go with. But what I'm gonna say is I think the Two most important sides of both teams is the Titans' defense against the Chiefs' defense. You Mm -hmm. talked about an offensive matchup. It's about the Chiefs' defense. They're 26 in the rush, giving up 128 yards per game. If the Chiefs' defense can stop Derrick Henry, here's a stat. Um, Adam um, Teicher on on, uh, ESPN said... Uh, Derek Henry isn't the only storyline. Uh, it seems like that after he ran for 188 yards against the Chiefs in Week 10. Don't forget the Titans beat the Chiefs 35 to 32 when Mahomes came back his first game from uh, yeah. back from injury, and Henry had 188 yards, two touchdowns, at 8.2 yards per carry. The Chiefs, when they hold an opponent to rush under 110 yards or fewer, they're nine and zero, but they're four and four when allowing more, and Ooh. one of those losses in that four and four. Was um, the Titans. Was the Titans. So it's about this Chiefs rush defense, which is crazy to say because you talk about the Texans game, and even if the Chiefs rush defense sucked in that game, you have Patrick Mahomes dropping 51. So it doesn't really matter. But I think this is going to be so important for both defenses, not just because of this conference uh, championship matchup, but because if either of these teams make the Super Bowl, Mm -hmm. you're going up against... Jimmy Garoppolo in that offense, mm-hmm. that scores a lot. And then you're also, you might be going up against Aaron Rodgers, who might be of one time. of the best quarterbacks of all time. So, with for the Chiefs, they need to stop Derrick Henry. They've won seven in a row. Last time they made it to the Super Bowl was 1970. A lot can argue that last year they probably should have. Gave mm-hmm. up so many chances. With 54 seconds yet left, if Justin D- Houston... Ford, or, or D is D-4? D- D- if D-4 didn't choose to... Um, Just didn't up you sides. know? Line up in a different country than <laughs> the Chiefs could have made it in the Super Bowl and, and they... ended the dynasty there. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and for the Titans, it's all about their pass defense. Patrick Mahomes is going to throw the ball endlessly in this game. There's no reason for Patrick Mahomes to hand it off to anyone on this team. Yep. And I think the Chiefs have to do exactly what the Ravens didn't. The Ravens mm-hmm. didn't follow their game plan. If the Chiefs can follow their game plan, they beat the Titans. I think they do follow their game plan. Yeah, I think they beat the fun, Titans, so. but I do think Derrick Henry rushes for over 130 yards. Okay, because yeah. a lot of people have been talking about the need for Ryan Tannehill to have an amazing game. Yeah. because everyone's been overlooking him. Only he's thrown 160 yards in the past two playoff but games. He, the thing is has he been a no him. show. Exactly. I think Derrick Henry's still gonna have a good game. I don't think Ryan Tannehill is gonna have the breakout game everyone says he needs to have, and Patrick Mahomes. Whew. Yeah. Dangerous. Yeah. And I just want to mention one thing before we move on to the NFC Championship. The last time he threw three touchdowns or more was against the Titans in that loss. Yeah. And that was on November 10th. It's been a while. Yeah. Last game he threw five touchdowns. I think... He keeps that up with the touchdown passes. It's going <laughs> to yeah. be a high-scoring game, so, but it is still up to the defenses in this So
1: one. I'm curious about one thing. So this is – I'm obviously picking another underdog here. Is your mindset for me, my pick, the same as it was for me picking
0: the Vikings last week? No. The only reason I – Well, like yeah. in the sense that you're not going to harp on me too much for it. Oh, like a, I, yeah. oh, I I wouldn't – if the Titans yeah. – I'd love to see the Titans win yeah, this game. The yeah. Titans in the Super Bowl, I mean, a, a six seed, a team with so much momentum, a guy like Ryan Tannehill, who was so unfortunate to have to play under 75 coaches in Miami, yeah. and then Derrick Henry, a story right now. I mean, he's already having a story season, was the rushing leader in uh, the regular season. I would not be mad at you, but I feel like the pick is different. Taking the Titans in this one, like the Vikings game, I think I would have harped on you a little more. Yeah,
1: that's what I was asking. If if the
0: Titans win this game, I'll be like fair play. Okay, the Vikings one, I'm just I'm looking at you like okay, the Niners were the favorites. This one, I mean, it's tough to say. The Chiefs came out slow and the Titans came out hot, and if that happens in this game, I don't know if the Chiefs can recover like they did against the Texans. Probably take so much time off the clock. Agreed. Now Packers Niners. Final so game. you have the Titans facing one of these teams, and I have the Chiefs facing one of these teams. When well, mm-hmm. we pick the same team, I'm going to start with this one. Go ahead. I'm picking the two favorites. I don't, I don't like to label it like that because yeah. I think both these games are so close. But I'm taking the Niners in this one because of what happened last game. Mm-hmm. Last time. Or last time they played. Last yeah. time they played and last game, like okay. in the playoffs. Okay. The Niners dominated the Vikings, and the Packers yeah. let the Seahawks get back into it. Mm-hmm. And the Packers were at home. So that, I, I mean, both these teams were at home. But the Packers let the Seahawks come back in Lambeau. I just, I think the Seahawks had all the reason to win that game, and the Vikings had no reason at all to win. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this Niners team, I mean, won 37-8 in Santa Clara (laughs) against the Packers uh, just a couple weeks ago. And, I mean, Rodgers didn't have his best game. He was sacked five times. Kittle torched them with six uh, receptions, 129 yards, and a touchdown. I don't think that changes, though. I mean, nothing is really... Yes, something has changed in that Niners defense, and if the Niners had a bad game last week and still won, mm-hmm. I think I might be going into this one with a different perspective. Mm-hmm. But the Niners showed that they're not that December team anymore. The team that went three and two could yeah. barely pull out a game. Against the Vikings, they dominated like they should have. Yep. I mean and, and if you look at the how the Packers beat the Vikings a couple weeks ago, twenty three to ten, the Packers were down most of that game ten to nine. Yeah. The Niners were never were never really down in this game. That's true. So I think the Niners are going to come out hot. I mean, the Packers, what they need is Aaron Rodgers. I understand you could say, stop the rushing attack because, you know, the uh, 49ers are top five in the rush with Mostert and Coleman. But I don't think any other storyline matters. Like I mentioned in the Chiefs-Titans game, defense matters so much. In this one, for the Packers... Aaron Rodgers is all that matters. There's a reason people are picking the Packers over the Niners. Not because it's like, well, Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones are showing up. No, Aaron Rodgers needs to have a stellar game because he's a bad Bad man. man. I mean, if he can have a great game, the Packers win this game. But I still think, even if he has that great game, I still think that the Niners still have the leg up just because of that defense with guys like DeForest Buckner, guys like Nick Bosa. With Garoppolo, with that potent offense, I mean, Emmanuel Sanders, you've got George Kittle. They have weapons everywhere. And you're playing in the weather that you know. I mean, the Niners have so much advantage in this game. And I'm just going to say that the AFC Championship, to me, is more of a toss-up. Oh, 100%. And it's it's, it's hard to say that against a guy like Aaron Rodgers, but the Niners... They have every reason to win this game, and all season long we've been talking about them as a Super Bowl favorite, just oh, yeah. as we have with the Ravens, and there's a reason they got the one seed. Kyle Shanahan's coach of the year, in my opinion. Niners are going to win this game, and if it's Niners-Chiefs, Niners-Titans, I actually don't even care who it is in the Super Bowl because all these matchups would be, would be kind of cool. In yep. my opinion, would be good 100%. matchups. I have Niners-Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I will reveal my Super Bowl prediction. We will both after we finish with your analysis. Okay. Because obviously we'll have when we, when we go to Super Bowl Sunday and we have our podcast, the two teams will be set in stone to play in the Super Bowl. Yep. But we have our two picks. So mine in the Super Bowl, Niners Chiefs in Miami. Yeah,
1: I'm going to keep this one simple. I'm not going to be crazy. I'm picking the Niners as well. Um, it's it's really hard for me to pick against Aaron Rodgers because I just I know what he can do. He can take over an entire game, right. but like you said, there's just so much stacked against him. I think it's literally impossible. I like I'm a guy that likes looking at game plans and game formulas, game narratives. Uh, it's pretty simple. It, like it, when you look at the Packers formula for winning versus the 49ers formula for winning, it's so much harder for the Packers. You need to first of all stop the rushing attack. We talked about it. Like most dirt, is still there. Tevin Coleman. There's like and they're that they beat the Vikings last week. He honestly wasn't yeah, bunch they, of Jimmy yeah, G. They right. beat the Vikings last week. And then you have to then you have to so then you have to force Jimmy G to beat you through the air, which which he's shown in a couple of games this year that he can do in the first place with the weapons he has, Emmanuel Sanders, George Kittle. Uh mm-hmm. against teams like Seattle or you know, remember we remember Emmanuel Sanders or I think it was Debo Samuel. He threw that forty five no, it was Manuel Sanders. Manuel Sanders, threw, the forty five yard touchdown. Forty five yard touchdown. And yeah. then the Rams, he beat him on that same route. He threw to George Kittle to beat the Saints. That those weren't running plays. Those yeah. are, that was Jimmy G. Right. And then and then you have to have Aaron, Rod- Aaron Rodgers have a s- crazy good game against Richard Sherman, uh, Nick Bosa, DeForest Buckner, yeah. all these amazing defensive players. It's just too hard for me. I, I have to pick the Niners. Um, I'm- I have full faith that Richard Sherman's not going to let Devontae Adams have eight receptions, 160 yards, two touchdowns. I have complete faith that the Niners' D-line is going to completely tear up the Packers' line again and probably sack Rodgers. Near five times, maybe more, possibly. There's no reason that this game is a lot easier for me to pick, like we just said. So I have a Niners-Titans Super Bowl. So
0: you have two v six. Mm-hmm. I have two uh, v two. V2. No, two v one. So you have one v six. The Niners have the V6, number one. Yeah. So you have one v six, and I have two v two. One v two. Yep. Um, and we're just that's the, the you know the ranking in the playoffs. So I'm going to start with you. You have. Titans-Niners. You don't need any analysis in this one. You can provide it, but, I mean, this I, might not be for sure. Who do you have winning the Super Bowl in Miami? All right, let me make something distinctly clear. That Super Bowl, I want the
1: Titans to win very badly. Yeah. But I think the Niners win it.
0: Okay. Do you think it'll be a close game, or do you think that's, like, a one of a, another bad Super Bowl like we had last year? I have a bad feeling that it's
1: Derrick Henry getting slowed down the Niners going up like 17-3, Oof. and Ryan Tannehill has to start throwing, and it just gets uglier from there. Okay, out. I have a bad feeling that that's how that Super Bowl goes.
0: Okay, um, so I have the Niners playing the Chiefs. Now, before the entire season started, my Super Bowl prediction was the Chiefs winning that one. I forgot who I had them beating, because usually when you pick a team to win the Super Bowl, you... You just think of the team you yeah, think is gonna win. Probably like the Saints. Or I think I had the, the Saints, Saints or the Packers, but I'm Saints pretty sure Packers. I had the Saints. Um, but I had the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. Now I have the Chiefs in the Super Bowl mm-hmm. against all popular opinion because a team like the Titans have you know everyone that's everyone behind them at this point because <laughs> it's know. like you know no. You don't, there's not a lot of, you know, these are very obscure teams when you're talking about yep. teams like the Patriots that have been in, the Rams. Yep. Um, this is tough for me because the Niners are a better team. They are. The Niners are a better team. Mahomes is a better quarterback. The defense, the Niners have a leg up. Yep. I'm going to stick with my Super Bowl prediction from Ooh. the beginning of the year. All I have right. the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. I think Chiefs Niners could be one of the best Super Bowls in the past five years or four years. Um, Do you
1: think it looks a lot like New England Eagles or New England or Philly Patriots from a couple years ago? I
0: I think it looks more like... like Seahawks Patriots in Super Bowl 49 where the Seahawks were down 28 to 14 and the Seahawks had to come back and should have won that game in the end if they didn't throw the ball to Malcolm Butler. Run it on the two. Yeah. Um <laughs> I think it looks like a lot like that and I think the Niners are actually leading that game and the Mahomes leads a comeback and shows why he is the MVP from just a year ago. He was on Madden, right? Yeah, you, we can throw away the Madden curse. If, oh no, yeah, he, <laughs> well, not even if he w- he's already gotten further than a lot of the guys did when the Madden he, curse he, was implemented. That's true. But so, you but I
1: mean like you know if he loses this game or he loses yeah, the Super Bowl everyone on like Twitter to be true. like Madden curse exactly. God, guys.
0: Uh so I have the Chiefs beating the Niners in the Super Bowl. You have the Niners beating the Titans in the Super Bowl. Yep. This is just this is going to be a crazy championship weekend i mean it's all happens on sunday first game at 305 eastern six uh second game at 640 eastern afc championship on before the nfc championship next week's the pro bowl week after that is the super bowl in mm-hmm. miami yep uh, and we're hopefully going to be bringing you an NBA podcast very soon.
1: I, th- I think, I, the way I, th- I thought about it was I think we do it next week because it's the because Pro Bowl. Because it's the Pro Bowl, Bowl and there's so not much to talk about. Podcast. Okay,
0: so next week you'll be getting an NBA podcast, our first one. New season. Uh, exactly, new season. So this is, this is season one for the Beach Bums podcast. We're going to have 11 episodes on this season, of course, because... The Super, I mean Bowl. So later. the Super Bowl oh, yeah. will be uh, the uh, l- l- last episode yep. of our first season. The second season will start before because it will be the week before the Super Bowl. So stay mm-hmm. tuned for uh, our NBA podcast. going to be under the same name, same title. Still the Beach Bums. Still always the Beach Bums. We're still here. Right. Uh, and, yeah, this has been Episode 10. We hope you all enjoy Championship Weekend and soon the Super Bowl. And in a great hundredth year of the NFL, and for Cameron air And Leo Song. This has been episode ten of the Beach Bums podcast. Thank you for listening.